Hello from ABA Tech Show 2017 in Chicago, Illinois. I am Christopher Anderson and... I'm Mark Britton, the founder of Avo. Excellent, and we are on the road with the Legal Talk Network. And thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here today. And today we're talking about, basically talking about what you're talking about here at ABA Tech Show. Uh, Mark, you are, uh, first of all, let's introduce you. You're Mark Britton, and you are the CEO of Avo. I am, yeah. And uh, you at, here at Tech Show, you are on a panel talking about technology and the law. Yeah, the ABA LPMs, nice enough to have us, along with LegalZoom and Rocket Lawyer, talk about innovation, talk about the future of law, talk about what we're doing in our own companies and how we plug into the legal industry, and it should be a pretty fun chat. Yeah, and you know, this show has been in existence, at least from, from my perspective, I've, I've been coming to this show since the late 90s, and this show has always been about technology and the law, but over the past several years, I think there's been there's some increasing anxiety about what, do, what does this evolution that's happening now, what are some of these innovations, some of this change about technology in the law mean for lawyers going forward? Um, have you been sharing yeah, any thoughts I, about that? I think that there's been a real tipping point in the last, I think we can safely say five, but it might even be the last three years where a lot of different bars, whether it ABA at the national level, and, and ABA has done a great job through its um, Innovation Institute and a number of individual bars have said, hey, there are a lot of customers that we're not serving. There are a lot of lawyers that are, are suffering actually that yeah. need business and starting to just think through some of the supply and demand elements and saying, hey, how can we improve? What are some of the things we can do to drive a more efficient legal system and and to actually get behind some of these companies that are being really innovative, et cetera. So like last night you had I think it was 12 or 18 startups come together to talk about what they're doing as part of ABA Tech Show. How cool is that? I'm, I'm not sure that we could have pulled that off five years ago. Right. So it's fun to see. And there is a tip towards listening to the consumer and pushing innovation in general. Which is, of course, you know, that tip, as usual, I think the legal industry sometimes picks up on these tips a little bit uh, late. But that's a tip that's been coming out of Silicon Valley and some more of the innovative uh, areas in the country in the guise of uh, lean startup uh, methodologies, sure. lean startup thinking, and uh, uh, pra pragmatic marketing and other things which have had been moving software development, been moving business development to a much more customer-centric model. Is that what you're seeing happening uh, in law? Yeah, I, I agree with you that it's moving slowly. No. Um, and, and maybe that's part of my nature, but if you look at, you know, Avo is coming up on its 10-year anniversary since launch, and if you look at where I would have expected things to be 10 years after starting Avo. I, I definitely don't think that we're as far along as we should be. But one of the jokes that I often make when I speak, um, I say that, you know, we sometimes look at legal as this uh, parallel universe to innovation. Yeah. And that it's, that's only something that happens down in Silicon Valley. And my joke is it's skinny people in skinny suits just <laughs> prancing through the, the hills of Silicon Valley. You know? But we need that type of mentality in the legal profession every day. 
And I do think that there are certain bars that get it and are pushing very hard to, again, get behind companies that are consumer-centric or, or doing innovative things. That's the better sure. way to put it. And then also, but there, th this movement around, we have customers out there who aren't being served, and what are innovative ways that we can serve them? And that's what I was just going to ask about. I mean, it seems that a lot of times, it, when we talk about technology, you know, outside of legal, when we talk about innovative companies, what we're usually seeing is some company that has either identified a need that has been unmet, um, or, has, or has identified a new way to meet a need that other people are already meeting. Yeah. And you described as we were beginning to talk that one of the things that's being identified is this kind of dual dilemma one, lawyers are suffering. There, there are, you know, the ABA, the last time I looked at it, the ABA published that the median income for single shareholder lawyers in the United States is $49,100 is what they take home. Yeah. They're, that's not what they went to law school for, right? And on the other hand, we're seeing time and time again a whole host of people in the middle class who feel shut out from justice. They're just like, there is, I cannot afford a lawyer. They're going down the do-it-yourself route. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's good and well for some things, but disputes are not getting resolved or they're not getting resolved well and they're simmering and people are really just feeling shut out. Um, people who are accused of crimes aren't getting the representation they need. People who are getting divorced aren't able to get it done in a way that, is, that, that really maximizes their after-divorce life. Children are suffering, clients are suffering, and when you have these two unmet needs, surely there's room for innovation in there. Yeah, and you know, so I actually think you hit the nail on the head in that, you know, imagine a world where, let's call it the restaurant industry, where you had every year 10 to 15% of the restaurants going out of business. Well, actually you do, so that's a, <laughs> that's a rough example. But let, let's, you know, if you had something as big as say McDonald's, who they're just shutting down stores like crazy, and then you have all these people that are going around looking for a place to eat, like this is McDonald's problem in that they're not being innovative yep. in how they're going to get in front of these customers. And this is probably a bad analogy because somebody immediately say, the legal profession's not like McDonald's. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you take a company that has been, is very distributed, has been very smart in how it markets to its customers and has brought in the masses to it. And the legal industry for a very long time has been very focused on what is good for lawyers, what makes sense for lawyers. And if you have the needy customer that is out there asking to use those lawyers and because they're not being helped going down parallel channels like self-serve like uh, you know do it yourself that is that's our industry that's our collective failing in that we need to give them the products and services that they easily understand and want to use and so one of the one of the big things Chris when when people say you know there are too many lawyers I don't know how in the world you can say that there are too many lawyers when you have all these people who aren't using lawyers. We're just not right. being smart in how we market to those needy people. Yeah, there are too many lawyers chasing the same exact clients that were, they were chasing 30 years ago. With the same exact product that is undifferentiated. Yeah. But so I guess that makes, like, when I see disruption happen, when I see an industry really rapidly change, it's not very frequently by changing the behavior of the entrenched business. So is the change, is the innovation, do you believe that is the technology evolution that's happening now going to aim that innovation at law firms or is it going to aim it at the new clients who are not being served or is it both? 
I think it's both. I think it comes from both ends. Um, first of all, I, I hope when I talk about these different bars that are being innovative, I hope that we're going to see a tipping point in my professional lifetime to where we are seeing alternative forms of legal delivery and a greater acceptance of private investment in the legal industry, that type of stuff, so that we see the business people coming in. But if, if we don't, um, I think that we're still going to struggle as an industry and uh, operate more incrementally. And a change will happen because customers are voting with their feet. We're feeling that in the legal industry, although I do feel we attribute it to the wrong factors, but over time, people will get it. We will have more pain than we needed to have, but ultimately, the supply and demand will get so out of balance that uh, the, you know these companies who are serving the customers, I think LegalZoom is a great example. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of people who are saying, well, I don't really know how to use the legal industry, right. so I want to use your platform. They're going to serve them. And then on the other side, from the supply side, you're going to have companies like Clio who are making people more efficient. You're going to have consultants like your own company where you're helping lawyers be better business people, better practice operators. And incrementally, we'll see the evolution. I'm just a little concerned that it'll be so slow that we'll see a bizarre tip where the customers aren't coming back. Mm -hmm. um, or you have something like we saw in England in particular where parliament or a state government or a federal government steps in and says, the legal industry is not working, you're not serving your customers, you're not innovating fast enough, and we're going to take it over, which they did in England. Right. Harder to do in the states where you have 50 fragmented states, but it's possible. Yeah, and I was going to actually ask you, because I mean, you've used the word incremental and you've, you've stayed on the word evolution, not revolution. So if we're thinking incrementally, we're thinking evolution, is this something where the change, like, do we have to think about the legal industry as a monolithic entity in the United States, or is this something that can happen in the incubators that are our states? I mean, is this something that, that maybe can pop up in some more innovative states and, and then lead as examples to the rest of the country? That's what I'm hoping for. I think it's, uh, I think that's very well said in that if we're going to have a tip or even a faster incremental evolution. It's going to come from a couple of innovative states. And for example, I, with the Washington, I, we're from Washington State, uh, Avos in Seattle. Mm -hmm. yep. Very innovative executive director. The Supreme Court's very open to uh, thinking through things like ABS and they have the Triple LT program, the limited legal license, right. limited license right. legal technician program. You're going to have certain states like that where things catch fire, people are being helped, a broader base of people are using legal services, other states, whether it's California all the way over to Florida, I don't know where it'll come from, will follow that or come up with their own innovative programs and hopefully then that's where you see the tipping point. But seriously, I would have said five years, oh boy, I think we're starting to see some of the tip that is that is valuable. Where you know, looking at what Washington did with Triple LT, looking at yes. ABA's Innovation Institute, but it feels like it slowed down a bit again. But you know, 
one oh. step up, or let's call yeah. it two steps up, one step one back. One step back, a little bit of fits and starts. Yeah. So if anybody uh, wanted to follow up with uh, you or Avo about how this, uh, how Avo's contributing to this or what's going on in the legal industry, what are some ways that they could be in touch? So on Twitter, it's Mark underscore Britain. That's my Twitter handle. And I also have an Avo profile, being a lawyer. Um, you can uh, send me a note through my Avo profile and I will not give you my mobile, no my, my mobile number or my home address. Very well, that's fair enough. Well, we have reached the end of the road for today's episode. I wanna thank our guest for joining us today. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Chris. And uh, I also wanna thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. All right, thanks guys. It's great. Well done, great conversation. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. good thing there was nothing in it. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, that doesn't uh, have, there's nothing in it when I'm around. <laughs> if you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.